This is the Artist Coaching Podcast. What's up, Matt? Good to have you here. Yeah, good to talk to you. Yeah, man, nice to meet you. Uh, you're, I think you're actually the first person in this podcast uh, that I've never met in person before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah, where else are you? Europe, I assume. Sorry? Are you in Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, in Tilburg. It's in the south of Holland, actually. It's not that far away from you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's near the border with Belgium. Yeah, I've been to Belgium two years ago. Like I'm um, going to the Netherlands in a couple of months, actually. So. Oh, really? Nice. On a holiday or a business? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay, that's that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So, like I mentioned, I have never met you before. Um, I found you on the internet. Actually, felt yep. feels a little bit of Tinder right now, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, I found you because I read an article from your hand, which was on EDM.com. And yeah. uh, I started clicking through and I started looking into your name and what you've been doing and stuff. And mm-hmm. I've, I, I just saw a lot of interesting things and I just wanted to have a conversation with you about that. So yeah. let's just start with the beginning. Uh, who are you? <laughs> okay, so um, I'm Matt Lily White, obviously, mm-hmm. as it says in the title. Um, so a couple of years ago, I started this charity single. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a little side project sort of I wanted to do just to sort of get into the music industry. And a, ch- a charity end- single? Yeah, for Cancer Research UK. It mm-hmm. was called Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sort of got in contact with a couple of people. And then Klaas, a German producer mm-hmm. who's got something like 100 million views something like that i know a few of his tracks actually yeah he ended up remixing it and then that remix was played at tomorrowland and then it also got supported by dimitri vegas and light mike rehab and a couple of others so it Mm -hmm. sort of skyrocketed got several hundred thousand plays and did all right um and then from that i went to work at the wall of comedy which is like a giant facebook a viral page that uploads funny videos that's got about three million likes now mm-hmm. um and from that i just sort of learned social media management and it was just sort of getting into social media because i knew it would be something which would grow exponentially over the next few years yeah. so it's something i just want to learn more about and then from that i've been able to apply things i've learned obviously into my artist social media social media strategy and stuff like that mm-hmm. Um, so from that, I then went to uh, manage a, a duo from NCS called Uplink. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like 10 million views. Um, we ended up doing quite a few projects together, but we decided to part ways in September because we had different directions of where yeah, we wanted to take brand. So yeah. It was the best thing to do, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work for EDM.com, which is a giant uh, Facebook page slash blog. It's got 1.7 million followers. It's a lot. It's so uh, big. And it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. And we're probably one of the biggest EDM blogs in the music industry, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I also work for Chill Your Mind as an A&R, mm-hmm. which is a YouTube channel with 400,000 subscribers, but we've uh, also got a record label from that, which is what I A and R. Oh, really? Uh, okay. The first release was actually supported by the Australian government's tourism board. 
Okay. Um, that gained over 1.1 million views on Facebook, several hundred thousand Spotify streams, and then every release from that has just been getting better and better and better in terms of views and everything. And is that all because... Uh... Was it you who was behind the strategy, like the online strategy? Or? Yeah, I was behind the strategy for that one. And then sort of over the past couple of releases, I've just gone more into the A&R side. Cool. cool um, nice. but also, I now manage three artists who have been on NCS, which are Axel, Anecdote and Leviant. Mm-hmm. Leviant's also on Trap Nation, Qua Wat. Mm-hmm. Um, and which total, is also really big. Yeah, and in total they've got probably 120 million plays, roughly, something like that. Wow. Um, and we're working on some big projects, not just sort of the, what people call normal big within EDM, it's like big within the whole entertainment exactly. industry, we're branching out into other genres. I get it. Um, so yeah, that's sort of me in a nutshell. Cool, and um, like you, you already mentioned EDM.com, let's just first yeah. go there. How did you end up working for EDM.com? Is it something you ran into or did you learn get to learn someone who brought you in there or was it an internship or how did you get there? Um, I really sort of, I've been following it for a couple of years mm-hmm. um, and because I, at the Wall of Comedy, I was a journalist there, I wanted to take my sort of journalism skills and transfer them into the music industry. Uh-huh. So I literally just hit up the editor slash owner at edm.com and just asked if there were some positions available. Cool. And is, it, is, is it like a real fair. job for you or is it something you do for free for exposure or? Uh, it's something I do for free. Um, it's just a passion of mine. It's a hobby mm-hmm. and I absolutely love it. So they just have uh, guest bloggers actually. Basically, yes. Although it's sort of a set list of bloggers. Yeah, exactly. Cool. If that makes sense. And yeah. um, in your opinion, like most, like sorry, your EDM and all of that, I understand that all of their writers do it for free as well. Yeah, so. exactly. It's not. It's not like a weird thing. I I know as well that a lot of people yeah. do it for free. Um, of course, it's a great way to get exposure for yourself. And I, f- I found you through this, you know, like yeah, otherwise definitely. I wouldn't have found you. So um, it's a great way to get exposure, of course. There you go. And um, you, you're writing for a really big blog, like like you said, I think even the biggest right now. Um, I'd certainly say so. Yeah. So what's your opinion on blogs at this moment? Because there's a lot of things that have been shifting in the music industry in the mm. last few years. Uh Promotion have been have been shifting. Marketing has shifted. What's your uh, your opinion on blogs right now? How important are they? And yeah. um, I don't want to completely discredit EDM.com, but I think they're di- I don't want to say dying, but I think they're becoming less relevant than what they were two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as people are able to source information from Spotify, YouTube a lot more easily of sort of new songs they like. Yeah. Um, it becomes a lot harder for blogs to find exclusive things which they can show to audiences. Yeah, true. And, um, I, th- and I think also that blogs made kind of, uh, some kind of a mistake like one or two years ago when they were really relevant, you know, like all yeah. the artists were screaming to get on those blogs. Uh, and at that point, a few of those blogs charged a lot of money to get featured. Um, that's a mistake yeah yeah and, and i think that's where they went wrong as in of course it's normal to pay us an amount of money to get featured you know it's mm. it's normal advertising uh but they just started asking ridiculously high prices yeah 
I, I don't believe in that. I think that if somebody is talented, then the blog should be able to showcase their talent because that's ultimately what it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that going into the next two or three years, I think we'll certainly see a shift towards voice. Mm-hmm. So I think the first few blogs to get a podcast out of all their content transcribed into audio form, I think that they will do extremely well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, th- I believe in podcasts as well. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed that you have a podcast as well. I, I just I actually do. subscribed on it on iTunes. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I started that whilst I was in Australia, but sort of when I was traveling around, I wasn't able to update it so often. And so I'm going to start that as a twice a week now, I think it's going to be. I'm actually uploading one in a couple of hours. Nice. And on the blog, you just do um, several kind of subjects about the music industry. I I just uh, scrolled through it. I saw some rants. I saw a Spotify playlist subject. Um, Your vision on the music industry. Like, what's your thought behind this? Why why did you decide to do this? I want to showcase what my thoughts are on the music industry. And I think it's a great platform to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also post marketing tips and stuff as well, which are stuff that I use myself. I don't want to give advice that I don't use myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's just somewhere which I can launch my own sort of train of thought and I can just share it with the world because that's ultimately what a blogger does. They yeah. share their thoughts with the world. Yeah, and, and to come back to the story with the bloggers, um, I think the main thing why you should blog is because you you can make money out of the, the website visits, the web, website clicks. Yes, because of the ads. correct. Uh, and I think because um, they, yeah. they started to charge so much money for coverage, um, that's where they went wrong, I guess. Yes. I th- um, one thing I'm starting to notice, though, Facebook, I mean, obviously, EDM.com is quite big on Facebook Mm -hmm. as the page. However, obviously, with Facebook organic reach extremely low, Mm -hmm. I think that's a problem that a lot of blogs are going to have to sort of navigate around. Especially since last week. (laughs) Yes. I'm not sure how your life has been looked like, but my life has been destroyed in the last week. (laughs) Um, I mean, if you're just adhering to an algorithm and you're just doing organic content, then yes, any algorithm change will mess you up. Mm -hmm. However, if you're doing regular paid advertisements and whatever, then it's not so much of a problem because you know that your uh, content is constantly reaching the right people. Yeah, true. Um, but I do think that because people are not as willing to click through to external sites on Facebook anymore, yeah. like, it does take a little bit of time, 10, 20 seconds sometimes, even with my slow internet, <laughs> just to load the face, uh, blog article. I think that in the future, blog articles will be incorporated into Facebook as a native. Yeah, yeah you should post native content. stuff. So they will probably post different stuff on Instagram on what, yeah. That's yeah, definitely. Not a, there's not a blog who does that right now, do they? I don't think so. And actually, I'm going to talk to my editor in a couple of hours. <laughs> we should have like the golden ID right now. Record I want to give it a try. <laughs> yeah, you I think you'll sh- have a better reach than an external platform link. Yeah, definitely. But it's just what's been happening with Facebook in the last week to give you a comparison. Uh, I have 86 not somewhat uh, thousand followers on, on uh, Facebook. Mm. And last week I posted a video and it got 198 people reached. Oh, what? Damn. Damn, that was just a punch in the face. That was just, 
Wow. That's, oh. Yeah. So, That's not uh, great at all. There was a moment where I decided, like, okay, things changed. You know, like I, I need to, I need to fix this. So, uh, but it's just like you said, it's something that that will keep on changing, uh, especially in the future, because internet is flooding with with information. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously you've got lo- you got more content creators than ever now, mm-hmm. and also obviously Mark Zuckerberg announcing that the Facebook algorithm will be tailored more towards people's friends and pages. Then mm-hmm. those two factors combined just really low reach. Honestly, it's yep. horrific, and that's what's happening. So, right, yeah, that's what's happening right now. So I think for artists especially, and uh, of course for blogs as well, it's really important to. Yeah, to see how you're going to solve this problem because you still want to reach your fans, you still want to uh, bring your information towards your fan base, um, and you need to do it on a really cool way. So, I think stories are really helpful for that though, because yep. even though if they may not see your post in their feed, fair enough, but they still probably see that you've posted a story or something. Exactly, it's still branding and marketing. There you go. Yeah. Um, cool. So. Um, where were we? Were at the blogs? Okay, um, and you're also an A and R, an A and R at Chill yes. Your Mind. You mentioned Chill yes, Your Mind. Right. It's funny because I knew Chill Your Mind because uh, I once pitched a song for someone else there. Uh, yeah. Before that, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't knew it, but it's really big. They are, they're approaching five hundred thousand subscribers at the moment. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, should hit five hundred thousand fairly soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we've got like twenty thousand during twenty eighteen so far, which is reasonable. Yeah. Um and so I think we'll get it within probably by April or May. Yeah. Plus we got a Spotify playlist which are constantly growing as well. So how much how much followers did, uh, does that have? Probably thirty five thousand in total, but that's growing several hundred a day as well. So nice. And how did you end up at Chill Your Mind? Because that's another company. It's not a part yes. of EDM.com, is it? And no, it's not. No. Um, so I've the owner, Pavle, I've just been friends with him for months, if not years. Mm-hmm. And it was just sort of I was doing very innovative ways of promotion, let's put it. <laughs> Um, with my artists that I manage, he picked up on that and just asked me to help out and then it just sort of developed from there. Then I sort of went into full time. Cool. So you're doing that full time right now, A&R? Yes. And how much, uh, can you, can you describe that job for me? Like what is it that you do on a regular basis? Um, so we receive probably several hundred submissions a day. Um, yeah. Just and so I just go through everyone, just seeing if it fits the channel. Um, obviously, the mix down is a really important factor for me because the song might be good, but if the mix sounds terrible, we won't accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a big factor. And also, it's finding so going through every single submission for Spotify playlist, YouTube channel, and all of that. Um, and then also finding new artists for the record label because obviously we want to release good music of what we like and we want to be able to share that with the world so often it's just finding artists to going on YouTube, Spotify just seeing if there's anybody that we think yeah we'd like to release their music in the future Mm -hmm. yeah of course and um, that's basically what I do so you get like 700 people a day who sent you music? Uh, several hundred, yeah. Several hundred. So probably two to three hundred. Wow. And you go through all of them, so I can imagine that takes up for at least two, three three hours a day to check all that music? I'd say two or three hours, yeah. I'm, 
I mean, as obviously you get so many submissions, I listen to the first 30 seconds because yeah. it's got to capture your attention. And yeah, if it's... the first 30 seconds are good, I'll listen on. If it's not, I'll just... Yeah, yeah you've made yeah. your decision in like two or yeah. three seconds. Like, no, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Mm. Yeah, of course. There you go. But it still takes up a lot of time of your day, of Definitely. course. Yeah. Uh, so that's your main thing right now. That's your main job. I'd say so, along with my management, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and Chill Your Mind is a YouTube channel, but also a label. Um, yes. Is is there something else they are planning to do or what you would like to do with it? or? We want to do events. Um, Smart, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I'm looking at doing is working with resorts in sunny destinations over in Spain, Croatia, etc. Because obviously that market listens to chill music, it's by the beach, mm -hmm. and so we could launch our own event sort of in one of those types of locations. It will be Europe, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and do our own sort of chill your mind event, whether it's a gig, festival, or whatever. Sounds more like an Ibiza thing to me, you know, like sun, yeah, house music. Is it? But is, is it mainly house music, or is it? It's mainly vibes? sort of deep house, tropical house type vibe. So, okay. And could you describe the impact of such a channel? Because you have a really big reach. Same goes for EDM, of course, EDM.com. Mm -hmm. uh, but could you describe, like, you, you manage artists yourself as well. How important yes. is it right now to be featured on those kind of channels? I think that it's, it depends on the channel, because obviously it depends on their engagement rate and whatever. But sometimes it can be life-changing. Like, some people have goals to get onto Trap Nation in their music career, Mr. Suicide Sheet, Majestic Casual. That is their ultimate goal in their music career. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, it is to your mind. Um, and and just to sort of be able to help people achieve those goals or help them get one step closer to that goal is absolutely phenomenal. Cool. I, I, I also think that getting featured on big Spotify playlists, mm. big blogs or YouTube channels yes, definitely. is the perfect way right now to get your music and your brand out I mean, Mira Mesa, he was featured on Majestic Casual and then his music completely blew up from there. Same with several artists on Trap Nation, so it's yeah. certainly possible. Yeah, sure, but it's just that those kind of channels have so many attention. There's so many, mm. uh, such a big audience there. And the fun thing is, especially with, with Chill Your Mind, it's a subgenre, so all the people who yes. are a fan are especially interested in those uh, uh, that kind of music. Mm. Um, so if you make that kind of music and you get featured on those platforms, it's the best way to promote yourself. Exactly. Um, and, and how yeah. hard is it to get on such a platform? How many uploads do you do at a day? From let's say you get two to three hundred uh, submissions a day, how many of those tracks actually end up on the website? I think our conversion rate, so the amount of our acceptance rate is probably 0.7%. 0.7, so that's uh, yeah. two or three? Two or three a day? Roughly, yeah, two or three that we think, yeah, this can go into our Spotify playlist store on our YouTube channel. Yeah, and, and what's, your, what's the thing you're, um, yeah, you're, you're looking out for when you're doing the A&Ring? Um, I like innovative music, so I don't like something which sounds like everything out there. Because mm -hmm. um, quite often people like, do you know the song I took a pill in the Beezer by <laughs> yeah. Mike Posner and CB? Yeah. 
they did the vocal chops and then everybody else started doing it and it was just like come on um and like i'm not a fan of that instead i want something which is unique to the artist i want them to showcase their creativity and not Mm -hmm. just sort of following a trend um because that type of thing worked really well and it just sort of creates better content to be honest if we're able to showcase something unique yeah sure and how hard is it for you to um to make a, a like a line to draw a line where your opinion matters but also the style of the platform you know because ultimately you're you're making decisions for the platform but you have your mm. own, you have your, your own taste of music as well uh my own taste of music is actually sort of chill music and that kind mm. of stuff so that really helps because so it overlaps say if it was yeah, it overlaps. So I know sort of what's good and what's not. I know roughly what fits the platform. Cool. Great to hear. Um, yeah, so I really like Kygo and sort of Matoma and all that type of stuff, which we upload pretty regularly. Okay, nice. And like the like the, the income model of, of the blog is probably the views, right? It's it's Google AdWords, those kind of things. Yes, yeah. And can you do you know how much a click is worth at this moment? Like how many? I can't give you an exact number. I'm not no. quite sure. It re- it really depends on the ads, right? That run in. Before, yeah, it uh... depends on obviously traffic and all of that. Yeah. It yeah. it varies. Cool. Uh, let's go a little bit deeper into your management. Um, sure. Because yeah, you've mentioned that you manage three artists right now. How did this yes, happen? Yeah. As in, how did they did they approach you, or were you the one that approached them? Um, so I added them on Facebook, their personal account, because of, I just want to get a talk to them and it, I didn't have the intent of managing them at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to get to know them, obviously being on with Uplink, they were on NCS. I wanted to talk to other NCS artists just to sort of expand my network. Mm-hmm. Um, and Axel and Leviant for my first two. And we just started talking, and our ideas, our way of thinking were just completely the same. We really got on. Okay. Um, my ways of promotion are definitely different to what other people are doing within the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll touch on that in a minute. Um, and so we just decided it would be great to work together. And then about a month later, I got talking to Anecdote, and it was just exactly the same sort of situation. Um, and we just got started working together, developed up the contract, and then yeah, it became cool. official. And uh, but you you were you were actually the one who hooked up with them, instead. Of yeah. Them. Okay, cool. And w- can you name a few things that you uh, you as a manager do for your artists? What's the thing that you're responsible for? What's the thing that um, that you offer as a service? Uh, so we're working on quite a lot of brand deals at the moment. Um, for confidentiality reasons, I can't yeah, name sure. the specific <laughs> brands. Sure. Um, but we're also doing things like collaborations. So we're looking at who's got a lot of attention within the music industry or other ways of entertainment, so mm-hmm. sports, TV, and collaborating with them. Um, so often singers, producers with several million views will sort of begin in with them. We're actually doing one with a singer right now who's very well known. Mm-hmm. Um, so collaborations, general artist management, social media management, 
Um, also looking to get some, uh, what do you call it, gigs up around Europe and Australia very, very soon. Cool. Um, so it's just sort of that type of thing, just generally managing their career, making sure that they're, uh, they're becoming more successful every single yeah. day. That their brand's um, growing. Yes, definitely. Cool. Sounds like a great job. I actually, the fun thing is a few people ask me as well, but I, did, I don't really feel like doing it yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, the coaching is really, uh, it, it really has a lot of um, similar things than doing management. Mm, uh, but in the end there still is a difference so maybe I will do it in the future as well but until <laughs> now I uh, I pass <laughs> yeah uh, you've mentioned your your um, social media marketing tactics like what's yeah what's really different to your thing than uh, the regular music industry uh, from what I've noticed I may be wrong but from what I've noticed most people just go write blogs YouTube channels, Spotify playlists. Mm -hmm. And that tends to be most people's methods of promotion. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I do that. But also, I'm looking at sort of tourism boards of different countries and different states. So, for example, if we've got a chill music song, we might look at working with the tourism board of Florida, Australia, and stuff like that. Cool. Because that song integrates into their sort of uh, location very nicely. And then you make sure that the track's ending up uh, underneath a video or how do I see it? Yeah. Um, so the track will end up sort of in the credits of the description. Mm. And also onto Instagram. So travel videos, gaming videos, all of that straight onto there. Um, Musically is a platform which is it actually in the top ten charts over here in the UK yeah, at the moment. It yeah, was pretty. It was on its way to the top five, I think, here in Holland. But I think it's going down now. I, I'm not mm. sure. I've had I've had a look into it, but I must say I'm not that good of a singer. So <laughs> I uh, <laughs> um, pretty pretty pretty. But you don't need stuff. to be a singer to be good at it. Mm -hmm. Like I've had a look because my sister's eight years old. And her and all of her friends are on it, which is how I first picked up on it. And then obviously loads of people talking yeah. on social media about it now. Mm -hmm. And you've got people just lip syncing to the songs, dancing to songs, uh, creating, expressing themselves through music, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And so we're working with them to create uh, videos to go up on their musically because some of them have three, four, five million followers. Yeah, it's crazy. Like there's and influences. So that can allow the, yeah, exactly. So that can allow our tracks a lot more exposure. Yeah. And as well, musically, I've recently partnered with Apple Music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, musically partnered with Apple Music, and so when the tracks get a lot of attention on musically, you see a massive increase in Apple Music streams. Oh, nice. Which leads to revenue. Yeah, and how do you, um, do you approach those influencers? How, how do you find out what their name is or uh, what their contact address are? Or... Literally yesterday, I must have spent eight hours or so just scrolling through musically, building up a uh, list of influencers mm -hmm. um, because I know quite a lot of my network's easily at 100 million on Musical.ly. Mm -hmm. um, and so literally just scrolling through, because in their profiles, like what you have on Facebook and Instagram, you have the email address, their name and everything. Everything you need. <laughs> exactly. And then so you just literally build up a database and um, email them. So it's really hand-to-hand -hand combat, actually. Yes. 
And I don't do automation or anything like that. No, not do it. And um, no. do they, do do you need to invest money yeah. in those influencers? Are they asking for some client, some kind of um, yeah, like fee for this, or is it something they do for free? Uh, I'd say ninety percent of the time they'll do it for free. Mm-hmm. However, if they've got ten million followers, twenty million followers, five million followers, whatever then they may ask for $50 or something fairly small. Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous, with, you know, like reaching out to 10 million people for $50. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's very. I say it's underpriced <laughs> yeah. um, for what it is. And all this listening to this should definitely take a look into it. Great, man. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Musical.ly myself as well. I've dived into it as well. Uh, but I'm not making music myself anymore. So mm. I'm, I'm not... Uh, looking out for influencers at the moment but i do advise people to do it especially because you said it's really underpriced right right now it's a big platform but especially with the younger ages i think between 10 14 years old something like yes yeah and um yeah it's it's a great investment to do as an artist definitely i agree okay so let's just take the overall picture what's your vision on the music industry right now and what would you like to see different in the future I think right now the whole music industry, I don't want to be horrible, but I think the music industry is becoming quite selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, people are just out for personal gains. Of, you get messages saying, I really want you to promote my song, but people don't do anything in return to help yeah, that blog or platform, whatever. They never offer any value in return. There you go. And I think that people should start offering value because then the relationship, even if you've only got 10 followers the relationship with that blog channel whatever will increase and you'll become a lot closer with them it become a lot easier to reach out to them and i think that the music industry could definitely be a nicer place if people started doing that mm-hmm. okay and when it comes down to the future like what would you like to see changed aside from people being more being nicer in the in the future I think that oh, it put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> Take a minute for it, no problem. Yeah, sure. Um, we can all cut. This I think out. that it should be <laughs> more audio focused. So, mm-hmm. for example, podcasts um, and the general music, because I think the music videos and whatever are cool, but they take away the fact that it's music. It's just something that we listen to on the bus, on the train, on our way to school, work, in the car, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that people just sort of integrating more audio format and ways of audio promotion into their music, I think that could benefit them so much more than spending $10,000 on a music video. Yeah, exactly. And um, a lot of DJs are already doing a podcast, but mostly that's yeah. music related, of course. Mm. Um like you and I do, we do a talking podcast. Yeah. Um, what would you advise to DJs? Like, would you remain, keep doing the the music stuff, or would you do both, best of both worlds? So talking and music, or do what makes you happy. Why should you adhere to numbers and like views? Like, I don't know how many views your podcast has. I don't really care to be honest. Um, like. 
if it makes you happy, then do what you want to do. If you want to talk about mastering for three hours a week, talk about mastering. If you want to talk about mixed down production and melody, talk, talk about that. Yeah, true. Um, if you feel you're good at marketing, do that. Honestly, um, I think that people should do what makes them happy. And if that's what makes them happy, then they should go for it. Cool. Go all in. Great advice, man. Thanks. Um, that's it for me. I, I just want to thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank and, you. Uh, really nice to meet you because, yeah, it's, it's a new connection for me as well. Uh, yep. let, let's stay in touch if you're interested. Definitely. And, um, yeah. I will let you know when everything's uh, blowing up and everything's going <laughs> online. Uh, but, yeah, awesome. thanks again, man. Nice to meet you. You too. Awesome. Cool. Right.